Well, you know what the monkey said when the lawnmower ran over his tail. It won't be long now. That's right. I'm going to make this quick. Ty, I've heard enough tonight. I was going to ask you a question, but I'm just going to tell you the answer. You got an idol, you didn't use it. You got an advantage, and you used it in a really dumb way. Your alliance didn't trust you when you were going to vote Michelle out, so you voted both of your votes for a woman that wasn't going anywhere. None of the advantages that you earned in this game did you any good because you didn't use them. Aubrey? Yes, Scott? You started out this game pretty well. I had respect for you. But Survivor has this twist. Yes. And that twist is now you got to make us vote for you. Why would I vote for you, Aubrey? I think you would vote for me, Scott, because I think you're someone who is a competitor and can appreciate that someone has a different competitive style than you. And even though it might not be how you played the game, I played the game with my strengths, which were personal. I think you can respect that. Michelle, if this was four tribals ago and somebody said that you three were going to be sitting here, I would have said your last place. <laughs> but guess what you did? You out-toughed those two. Ty got weaker. Aubrey got weaker. You got stronger as this game went along. Well done, Michelle. Welcome once again to the Bitter Durst Podcast, the one and only queer survivor podcast that we know of, that I know of. Um, and uh, I'm Derek Reining, as always, and I am joined by my, um, let's see, what's a good adjective? Um, effervescent co-host, Sam Stanish. Is it a good adjective if I don't know what it means? Effervescent? I don't know. Um, just, like, beautiful, I guess? Ooh. <laughs> Brings to okay. mind, like, like, a pearl, like, sitting in the sun, like, glistening. Wow. You're gl- uh, that's. <laughs> I, I feel so wonderfully complimented. Thank you, Derek. Uh, I am here on a bright and stormy day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's really coming down, and Ooh. I love I love the I love the I love when it rains. So, as long as I get to be inside. I was really worried looking at the forecast yesterday that it was going to be raining during my run, uh, and it wasn't. So all good things. Nice, yeah. I've always said I'm so glad we spawned on a planet that has, like, rain that you can, like, be in. Like, yeah. Best planet, I would say. Um, But (laughs) enough about our atmosphere. Uh, We should introduce our guest, uh, self-described as a uh, suffering grad student. Uh, He has been on the podcast before. Um, I don't know if he's winning the draft right now, but it certainly isn't me. (laughs) Um, It's Michael LeClaire. Hi. Michael! I, yeah, I haven't checked the draft in like a good hot minute. So I I forgot we were doing it, and I'm pulling. I'm trying to pull it up. <laughs> yeah, pull it up because I for sure am in last. Because um, I had uh, Danny, Ethan, and Amber and Kim. <laughs> oh. So I yeah, very Michael, far behind. Michael, how are you holding up in your quarantine? What does that look like for you? Are you okay? <laughs> uh, it looks like I'm four seasons deep in The Real Housewives of New York, um, oh, so that's where I'm at, uh, that sort of level of insanity. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I haven't got, quite gotten there. I'm still in the um, binge-watching Sailor Moon 
slash playing Animal Crossing phase, so I'm yeah, sure I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Where uh, we watched all of season one of Sopranos in like five days, and we already started season two. We being you and your family, or you and Joe, or uh, me, Joe, my sister, and her boyfriend, who are the people who uh, live in this commune together. Um, I have the draft up now, and Lita Brillman is ahead by thirty points to the next person, who is Michael. Wow. And then me, Michael, and Al- me, Michael, and Alex are all about the same. And then Derek is <laughs> sixty points behind me. Kim has got this. I'm so not worried. <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. fine. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, my quarantine. Not that you asked. But, um, yeah, like I said, just uh, playing Animal Crossing, um, making me feel a little better. I think it's making us all feel a little better. Um, those of us who have it. So, uh, do we want to get into the episode or? Absolutely. I thought that this episode was so good. Like, yeah, so, I agree. So I feel entertaining like I'm starting, and fun. Yes, I agree. I just feel like I'm starting to see people um, become down on the season purely because of the boot order. And I feel like that is, I don't know. To me, it's like the boot order is like almost irrelevant to like the actual meat of the episode to me. Um, maybe I can just say that because I can speak from uh, Michelle Fitzgerald's stand privilege or Sophie Clark's stand privilege because our phase are still in. Um and if either of them leave, then suddenly it's the worst season ever. So, um, but yeah, so far it's been really good. I mean, and with a season where it's just so stacked with people you want to see, then like every boot is going to end up being a little disappointed just because that person's leaving, right? I mean, well, for yeah, sure. except for the three people who are still in that we all wanted to okay. leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and that's like, it's just like, it's not at all a game changer situation because the people who are in are also they're all winners that's the whole thing like it's it was gonna be big people going out no matter who it was unless it literally went like ben nick sarah adam like before the pre-swap and then like (laughs) and they merged it whatever merged at 16 suddenly they decided to do that then that was the only scenario people would have been happy with yeah but like from a perspective of watching the show and engaging with the sh- like what's actually going on on the screen and not just looking at the names of the people who went out. It, <laughs> the this Wikipedia season is article. so good. This season yeah. is so good. Uh, it's been good. The last couple episodes especially have been phenomenal, uh, despite the hard losses of like Sandra, Parvati, and Mule all going out back to back. Right. 100% agreed. Yeah. Michael, uh, how do you feel? Oh, yeah, I love it. I love, I don't know, because it's also, you know, it's Michelle Fitzgerald's story at this point. That <laughs> that's, I, I really can't hate that. Like, it's just, it's everything I wanted. Right. I, it's like, of everything that could, like, you can just so easily see a world where this, like, where Michelle goes at, like, five or something with, like, a very quiet edit or something. But she said, um, no, ma'am, no, babe, we're not doing that. Uh so, shall we talk about Sandra Diaz-Twine doing it for the girls, as she <laughs> seems to claim? Yeah, that, okay, Sandra shows up on Edge of Extinction, and her she says that she gave Denise her idol so that there wouldn't be another woman on Edge of Extinction. Which I agree with, but it's like, is it, I feel like the split is kind of even at this point, because now, well, it was like Rob, Ethan, and Tyson were already there by the time 
Sandra was there, so it's not an insignificant amount, but I agree with Sandra. There are too many women who have been voted out. I agree with Sandra, too, but it's just, like, it's, her whole thing has been getting rid of the other female <laughs> winners, so, like, that's just not why she did it. <laughs> every time Sa- she's been talking about um, emo- making emotional decisions, I feel like every time Sandra speaks, she's making an emotional decision <laughs> to say whatever she wants to say. And I cannot begrudge her that because she is the queen, as she says. Um, but we kind of skipped over Parvati coming in, too, which oh, I yeah, saw Parvati apologies. Like, I have, you know, a tunnel vision on Sandra. Oh, I, I was the one who brought up Sandra. But um, I apparently I saw this on Reddit. I don't know if it's true, but someone was saying that they seem to think that the order we saw the tribes in was switched. Like, they seem to think that Sandra was there first and Parvati came in second based on, like, looking at whatever like bags in the background or something yeah i also saw someone say that they like just put sandra's tribal council second because the idol player or whatever but like and then they said that the parvati and sandra went over on the same boat but then parvati arrived at a of extinction alone and then sandra showed up later yeah i feel like i it, that would make sense to me that they would choose, like, regardless of how it actually went down, I feel like they had to put that tribal second because it was the better tribal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and ultimately, does it even matter? Not to me. I mean, they were <laughs> essentially voted out at the same time. Like, right. Yeah, how they order it for enter- entertainment, quote unquote. In Parvati even references that. She's like, the one thing that like helped me through this moment was watching Sandra come in like right after yeah. me. <laughs> Chronologically after me, yes, that's what she said. <laughs> um, and then Sandra does something that I think we, I guess, who, someone, was it Christine last week who predicted that Sandra would leave? I feel like this was something that was kind of rumbling under the surface. Um, I mean, I get. I wasn't surprised when she did it, and I think her reasoning was good, and I'm glad she like, called kind of called the show out in a way. Um, but yeah, so Sandra sails off into the moonset. Yeah, Michael, did you think that she was gonna be long for Edge of Extinction? I didn't really. I, I guess I never like anticipated, or I, I never like thought never crossed my mind. Like, oh, Sandra's gonna leave. I was just. I, but when I saw her leaving, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Good for her. Go enjoy Ponderosa and your little solo pre-jury trip. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I'm not going to waste my time waiting around for a challenge to happen for me to lose. And then she says, I got voted out. It's time for me to go. <laughs> she's, so, like, oh, she's a genius. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little upset that I don't get to see Sandra on a jury because I that would be really cool to see. But, you know. Also, I was just happy to have her back for just a little bit, even if she was just, you know, playing yeah. too hard to fast. In this right. segment, she also says that she's going into retirement. Michael, do you think that this is the last time we'll see Sandra Diaz Twine play Survivor? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, Me she, says that she also says Survivor is how she makes her money, so... <laughs> right. Why would you cut off your source of income, especially, like, nowadays? It's like, Sandra... Don't block your own bag. I think she was just setting up the storyline for her coming out of retirement the next time she plays. It's like Nicki Minaj renouncing her retirement on Twitter. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, she has we a get queen radio works. from Sandra. <laughs> That's perfect. Literally queen radio. Leaving <laughs> edge of extinction to freedom. And then a reverse explosion, because that's what they do on this season. The thunder from above me will be playing over the radio. 
but yeah, and I thought this it was really funny. It was like um, San like as Sandra's saying she's leaving, like some logs fall over or something next to Parvati, and Sandra says like super dramatically like you'll get burned, and it's like. I feel like we're supposed to see that as, like, whoa, really deep. Like, ooh, is this foreshadowing something? But it just came off really, like, staged almost. Like, I don't know. Like, even more fake than I would expect from, like, reality television stars. Like, a tier above that. Boston Rob at one point in this is also, like, Sandra, this is so unlike you. Boston (laughs) Rob and Amber are both, like, why did you do this? Like, why did you, why? (laughs) And then they, like, they cut, they cut over her, like, responding to that with, like, her confessional about it. But, like, I feel like we still do not have a very good explanation of why this is what happened. Oh, for the idol, like, giving the idol? Yeah, Michael thoughts on because we kind of went over it last week with christine but what were your thoughts on sandra's move last week i just i don't get it i'm <laughs> she said it was to keep women in the game i don't know what more you want from her well then why didn't she like just talk did she not did she talk with denise about just voting tony out like did she did say I block that out of tony? my mind sandra said sandra said I don't care who you vote out, but right. don't touch the girls. Like, as long as you vote out Tony or Jeremy, I don't care. <laughs> like, right, which to me, <laughs> she should have just said vote out Tony. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sandra, we love her. Um, she should have left it alone. <laughs> let the well, idol me, die and use it as a fake idol later in the game. Right, or just, I don't know. Yeah, so we've already, yeah. We've we know how well that worked out for Chrissy Hoffbeck. <laughs> I mean, we stand them both, so it worked out well for both of them, I guess. Um, and then Sandra's final words to her compatriots are, get Denise from me. <laughs> After she just said she was really all, like, doing it for the feminism or whatever. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, enough so. feminism for today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um but so yeah. then we get the fallout from the Par vote. Parvati, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, the Parvati vote out, um, which revealed that Yule and Wendell did not talk before Wendell made the offer to Parvati live at Tribal Council, which is something that is so shocking to me that Wendell would do this in front of, like, to set this up last, last episode, Wendell and Parvati have this moment with fire tokens that like in, at tribal council in front of everyone where like he's like okay like do you want to do something do you want to work together uh like just are you gonna say a name and parvati is like no are you gonna say a name and he's like no and so like <laughs> then they, they just like cease discussion and it's over but it's like in that moment i was like okay obviously wendell's talked to nick and yule about this like of course he's gonna like play parvati one last time before they vote her out like whatever they get back to camp and yule's like hey man like <laughs> what the hell was that? Like, and he's just like, Wendell's like, I'm sorry about that. Like, I needed the, the moment. <laughs> unbelievable. I Wendell this season, Michael, how are you feeling? I just I don't understand a what his strategy is and b what his trajectory is. Like, I have no idea where he's gonna land placement wise at this right. point. He's it willing feels like... to work with anyone to get a little bit further. And that's what he says. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, I've, I could see him being like a merge boot or something like that. Or, I don't know. 
Losing finalists would, I, if he were a losing finalist, I feel like we would have seen more of him at this point. But he yeah. was so quiet for those first few episodes. I think it described it as um, very Australian Survivor-esque, where they will literally have someone be completely invisible for, like, the first half of the pre-merge. And then they'll become, like, the biggest villain ever in, like, the next episode. It's felt like that with Wendell. <laughs> it's very out of nowhere. And we all, I mean, we also have one of the most uncomfortable interactions on Survivor this season so far, like, maybe the most, where just, like, Wendell and Michelle talk at their fire, and Wendell's like, thank you for schooling me on how to behave at tribal council. Did you really think I had no idea what I was doing? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just so, it's not fun villainy whatsoever. Um, (laughs) Like, shades of Jason and Scott talking to Alicia. It's just like... Un, un, mm. unnecessary very weird out of nowhere he's accusing michelle of woman's explaining to him <laughs> like and it was just a normal conversation where she was like they were just going over what happened last night and suddenly he went into defensive mode <laughs> so to the point so, where like yule checks in with michelle later and it's like hey are you okay with the way he was speaking to you like this yeah he's like is, is he bothering you queen he <laughs> pulled back <laughs> michelle <laughs> Um, and it was really, really funny. Um, Sam, you kind of like made a tweet about this on the Bitter Jurors uh, account that related to this, but um, it was just so funny listening to Wendell be like, um, yeah, Michelle won, um, and I did pretty well too. And I was like, okay, let's not compare <laughs> to, like, you won by literally a vote. It, you won in a tie vote, like Wendell. Let's bring it back a little. You won in a tie vote. On a season where they had the forced fire-making challenge, where he would have gone home if he didn't, and also in the new final tribal council jury format, which is less legitimate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's like, he won 6-5, and Michelle won 5-2. I'm just saying, like, these are the stats, people. <laughs> these, like... these are the pure numbers. If we're looking at the Wikipedia articles, they speak for themselves. Right. It was just very funny, <laughs> like, him trying to, like, draw this equivalency between him. And Michelle. Yeah. Says so she um, did pretty well. I did pretty well too. But one of you did better. And to <laughs> me, it was Michelle. All right. Yes. yes agreed. Um, Michael, and... are you? I guess th- now that Yule's here, how do you feel about this? This man, this myth, this <laughs> legend, uh, going out here the last round before the merge. I mean, I'm sad to see him go. But I think he will, at the very least, give us some edge content because he's all, he's going to just, I think he might just be our fire token narrator for the rest of the season of fire tokens are an economy, everybody. And we're just going to get that from him the whole time. And then we'll get it at the final tribal council, I'm sure. Whoever, right. whoever's winning, he will, he's going to get up, and, he's going to be talking about Michelle, of course. He's going to get up and say, <laughs> Michelle, you use the fire tokens most efficiently in this economy. And he's going to hold up his little, paper and vote for her <laughs> i love the sound of all of this <laughs> yeah i could see them doing that like being like the like whatever that one like dude who is it like mad money crazy money some sort of like msnbc show where some dude yells about stocks all the time <laughs> that's gonna be you. oh i, I would love <laughs> i would love it if they show edge of extinction next week and it's like quarters of the screen all with a different like man like yelling about who has a fire token one of them is just tyson eating peanut butter up and like (laughs) up right 
it's Danny just sitting off kind of in the distance, just sitting there like completely upright with great posture. That's the challenge for reentry. They just they have to yell the most about fire tokens, and then the producers are like, okay, this guy gets it. He can come back in. <laughs> that Adam's not on edge. He would do great at that challenge. <laughs> yes. That he would. Um, yeah, so unfortunately we get a second edge um almost like extinction before the commercial break i know tough tough stuff there's some weird spooky whispering going on it's like are these people haunted what are we trying to communicate here the sound design is very confusing (laughs) um i love parvati and ethan um like i know i try to not say positive things about edge of extinction (laughs) but i like i'm happy to watch them interact they are both very cute people who like seem to have a really good dynamic um and i don't want to say too much more positive things about it but (laughs) i thought that it was a very funny scene michael you live in la um have you ever (laughs) expressed like agony in your body only to be told to fast and do yoga (laughs) a couple times actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Noted Marion Williamson uh, supporter Parvati Shallow just recommends oh my God. yoga and fasting to Ethan. Yeah, that was yeah. so funny. Where he's like, I feel like this... Sh- like Ethan's, j- Ethan's just like, I don't think I work like that. I, yeah, he's like talking about like the medical facts of his life and she's like um let's try to be more positive i guess like it was just, like she talks yeah he's like there's not really a long-term study on people who have had stem cell transfers like going and starving themselves and she's yeah. like it's good for you it's good <laughs> carrying 20 logs up and down a mountain is good for you it's good for all of us Yes, that it is. Uh, and then, <laughs> um, let's see. And then we get like this weird scramble where they're like they are they're distributing scrolls, um, and they start like running. <laughs> My favorite thing was Parvati. I really related to Parvati in this moment where they all are like shoving past her, and she's like, "Are you gonna take the rice off the fire?" <laughs> like, and then you see in the background of the shot, like a, or like the very like foreground of the shot, like Amber leans over over the fire, saying <laughs> to take the rice off. Uh-oh. I couldn't tell who that was. It was it was Amber. I watched. I rewound the tape to look at it. And, <laughs> you could see all the rest of them had run off, and Amber was the only one behind. You could see her little like ponytail thing. Nice. She knew um, her portly chap of a husband was going to uh, outrun them all and get three of the four fire tokens. This is another thing that's really worrying me about the fire token economy. Last episode on Edge of Extinction, they introduced one fire token um, that was used already. This episode, uh, they introduced four more fire tokens. And was, we don't even know what they're going to be used for. The inflation rate, it's... It's getting crazy. The yeah, they just, like... I mean... <laughs> they literally, like, took a handful of them and just, like, threw them into the forest. They're like, we gotta get these things in the game. <laughs> yeah, you hear Bust and Rob talk about, like, the markers and, like, point... Like, what What are the words? Uh, Like, the points of the island where he's, like, going to find these things. And he's like... I looked near the big tree, and I looked down at the ground, and it was right there. I went over to the rock. Uh, Stopped and the I rock and put it in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. I did really love how they edited that whole segment, though, the, like, the whole murder mystery like aspect of it. I called it Fire Tokens Out. It was... I, I was <laughs> fire Tokens Out. 
<laughs> that scene was, was really good. Um, they cut around it a little bit, but there's a point where they're all strip searching each other, and Boston Rob takes his pants off, and then turns around and moons Tyson, and then they cut they cut it, and then he he like it's another angle, and he's like pulling up his pants. I've never seen that. <laughs> It's it was it was very funny. Um, this is probably the best Edge segment that has aired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. If we have to have Edge, let's have more um, nudity, more frisky. <laughs> let's give him something to drool over, Parv. <laughs> it's gonna be Ethan to Parvati next episode. <laughs> Literally. Well, um, Ethan to Yule maybe. Oh yeah, yes please. I want to. I want them to give me something to drool over both of them. <laughs> They're already doing it over Twitter, or they did a couple weeks ago, if I re- if I recall correctly. They're toying with us. It was about like smelling each other's armpits. Uh, oh, what? Oh my god! <laughs> Ethan and Yule talked about it. Uh, quarantine does weird things to people. A X of quarantine, <laughs> talking about smelling Ethan Zone's armpits or whatever. I did that on day negative three. <laughs> <laughs> unprompted sam sam thoughts yes um so then we move on (laughs) do we want to move on to decal get away from the edge yeah yeah so we have tony doing like sprints in front of everyone for their entertainment (laughs) for some reason you want to see me touch that rock (laughs) you want to see me do it again So yeah, they did a like the, this tribe. I feel like would have been my favorite to go to tribal, just because I feel like Tony would have gone home. But um, also because I feel like their dynamics are kind of interesting. They're like the most in flux. I feel like of any of the tribes. Mm-hmm. I agree that they're in flux, but I think that it's kind of weird that I mean, like they like didn't. That's not what they presented us, and they sort of just had Tony be an idiot and like. <laughs> not know what the vibe of the tribe was like they present him as thinking that denise is now this huge threat and that kim is still locked in with him and then they go to everyone else and they're like denise is still not a threat kim is moving and comfortable with denise and jeremy like yeah tough stuff for tony part two michael i know you love denise stapley Um, i do i do how how did you feel about the idol play? Are you obsessed? Do you think she's a huge threat now? Do you think uh, Tony can hide behind her in the coming rounds? Uh, I no to the above. I <laughs> I mean she will. I think she'll just end up fading away a little bit in the merge because you know when they join back up, then there's other, I, I just other bigger targets to take care of than Denise who just played an idol. Yeah. And in front of three other people who are still in the game, not even, like, the majority of the cast saw this happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think, you know, especially because, you know, like, Dean, when Dean played his idol in whatever season that was, that the season that didn't happen, then he <laughs> then just disappeared as well, right? Like, he wasn't really targeted from that point out. Yeah, I think pre-merge idol plays are something that, like, people just don't care about. Right, like, Tom yeah. Westman lasted... Um, well, wait, how long did Tom Westman? I'm and forgetting like, the Heroes vs. Villains boot order. Especially because Sandra won't even be on jury to influence on edge to, you know, remind people of that or, you know, showing up to watch the tribal councils. Like, it's not... That's true. Maybe she said, and get Denise for me in the sense that, and vote for Denise to win at the end for me. <laughs> Maybe that's what she meant. Get Denise her $2 million for me. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
And then there's a funny scene of uh, Kim, like, standing behind a tree, like, <laughs> ten feet away from, I think, Jeremy. <laughs> like, starts talking to him from a distance and then finally, like, <laughs> approaches him, which is really funny. You, Derek, you tweeted about how Denise and Kim, like, just talk over each other all the time. <laughs> and the, the, To me, I, I rewatched this morning, and it seems like they're having, they're having a conversation, but they're doing, like, the theater mirroring each other exercise, where they're, like, trying to do the exact same thing at the same time, and, like, say the same thing at the same time, and just, like, try to totally affirm with one another that they're locked in by like predicting what the person is going to say next and like saying that thing like <laughs> as soon as you like can realize what it's what's going to be said and it's very it's, funny to watch i think it's yeah it's denise's therapy brain meets kim's just naturally incredible at survivor brain and they're both like this is what we do whenever we try to convince someone to do something and then it's like yeah two reflections reflecting back at each other I th- I really think Kim, Denise, and Sophie can come together. I I have been manifesting this for literal years, and I just I know I it like next week it could happen. I think so. Yeah, Michael, you're on the same page with us, I assume, right? With the this yeah, show. I was I was. I mean, we can talk about this later, but I was trying to figure out like where the votes are going to lie next week. Like, who's going to end yeah. up on one side of the vote? Who's going to end up on the other? I yeah, we can talk about like map out, but yeah, yeah, we can that do that later. later. Like map out how the merge might shake down. Um, I think that'd be fun. Um, and so, do we want to move on to Ben Drebergen being completely weird? <laughs> yeah, that, that whole tribe was being weird. I loved it. It was so fun. <laughs> it was funny watching Ben and Adam interact because it was like t- watching two siblings. Like Ben <laughs> kept trying to get Adam to laugh. And Adam, like, re- like was so visibly irritated by everything Ben was doing and refusing to laugh at <laughs> Like, I think at one point Ben walks off and Adam literally says, so annoying, like, under his breath. I think you that this... have an idol in your bag, Adam? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Like... Ben's, like, doing some weird voice. Oh. <laughs> this narrative for Adam, like, literally, he doesn't even really have one beyond, like, that he is annoying and has to do damage control. Like, that's all he's done so far in this whole season. And I think it's funny, but I'm like, I feel so bad for him also. <laughs> yeah. I don't. He's made this all for himself. I just love <laughs> seeing him have to deal with the consequences of his actions. That's yeah. True. Yeah, these are all, like, directly his faults, <laughs> like, every single one of these things. There's yep. a certain point in this segment where... Uh, Sarah and Ben are like yelling about their idols hunt and like they're just like I'm looking at a tree like whatever and (laughs) Adam in confession or Adam says like they're like loudly searching it's ridiculous and I think that that's funny of him to point out because in his own season like there's a part where he's like digging in the ground and hannah like, yells over to him is like how's the idol hunt going <laughs> like, like uh parallels even though adam thinks it's ridiculous that they're pretending to look for an idol when one of them definitely has it definitely one of those two <laughs> yeah definitely one of those two but it's yeah. not it is goddess and queen of this podcast sophie clark with yes. the idol as always <laughs> yeah it was I, so yeah what were you gonna say michael i'm so astounded that i mean maybe they just didn't show us this but that neither ben nor adam 
even guessed Sophia or mentioned her in confessionals as being a possibility of having the idol. That's just yeah. so bizarre to me. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like, I don't know, to me, I guess it's just knowing that she idol, to me it became, like, I don't know. I feel like if it's, like, two people are, like, super trying to convince you, like, they don't have it, and then the third person's like, I don't know, guys, let's just, like, give up the idol talk. To me, that, like, point, like, that's the person you should be looking at is the one who's like, let's just not even worry about this. Right, like, especially because every, everyone's saying, like, I'll open my bag, I'll open my bag, and Sophie's just, like, sitting there eating rice, like... Lovely, like, lovely weather we're having, everybody. Mm. Yeah, it's like she's doing such a good job of being convincing that it's like it should become obvious, like that she's the the person who's being the most calm about it should probably be the person you're most worried about. And it's like, let's stop. Uh, <laughs> Look, who this, even knows if idols are even out here? Let's just give like, who cares? Yeah, maybe yeah. this is a back to basic season with fire tokens. <laughs> we love whenever that happens. I love whenever someone tells Jeff to his face. I, some of us are thinking there's no idols this season. <laughs> That's just this, my favorite. This segment also brings us an iconic new Sophie Clark meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wonderful mm-hmm. faceful when Adam is like talking to her. She like, well, I think she he's like it's got to be either Ben or Ben or Sarah, and she like looks at the camera directly and is like like. I don't. I don't even know how to describe what she does. She like, shows her teeth. Like it's like a half smile. Like <laughs> it's like, like that the, little girl in the me in the meme. In yeah, the or like the clenched, of the, the clenched teeth emoji. I think best describes <laughs> it. Like yeah. <laughs> like okay. <laughs> Sophie yeah, Clark is such a legend, and I need to take this part of the podcast to talk about that and uh, for as long as possible because you know she's safe from tribal council tonight. Mm-hmm. I just, I love her, and I yes. will never stop loving her, and she can do no wrong, and has never done anything wrong. This is true. It's absolutely 100% true. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's uh, talk about more of Sophie proving herself to be just, like, a god on Earth. Um, like, just crushing this, like, these challenges this season. Like, yeah. Like, I'd love to see it. Smack of those puzzle pieces down. She's always been a challenge beast, and... It's great that people don't think that she is. I know. It's like, or maybe it's because maybe we're like not seeing her like yelling at people to like pick up her stack or something like pick up those puzzle pieces, Ben. Like, <laughs> maybe that's what's going on off screen. Um, and yeah, this challenge. How do we feel about watching uh, Nick fail to win this challenge yet again? Amazing. Loved it. <laughs> It Jeff was great that this scene was, yeah, bookended by <laughs> talking about Nick's past failures and then at the end talking about his present failure. <laughs> oh, speaking of past failures, though, did you notice that when um, Wendell was, they were getting the last pieces and Wendell was call- yelling to get Jeff's attention because he wasn't about to let that happen again? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Low that didn't help. Hold. <laughs> part of yeah there, there's a lot of funny jeff interactions in the scene actually because uh he's like i'll take immunity back and sophie just like holds it and makes jeff walk <laughs> over to her what a legend mm, and then at, like right at the beginning of the challenge uh <laughs> jeff says something about how like what what tribe is that the uh, the michelle tribe uh <laughs> is falling behind Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, yeah. Uh, they're falling behind, and they're, like, never going to catch up or something. And Wendell's like, let's not exaggerate, Jeff. And then Nick's like, don't pay attention to him. <laughs> Which is how I feel about Jeff Probst. Don't exaggerate and don't pay attention to him. Yes. Um, he's nothing. He is nothing. 
Um, is also weird. Uh, Michelle once again calls someone a babe, which is like she's wanting to do. But I saw people on Twitter taking this in a weird way. I saw people cl- trying to claim like, oh, she still calls Wendell babe. Like they're t- still like so together. I was like, have you dum-dums not been hanging on every word Michelle Fitzgerald has said? She calls everyone babe. <laughs> it was just, like, weird. Weird, weird Twitter things I've seen. It's a great pet name. I hope to one day be called babe by Michelle Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. I we might become the, yes, we'll become the babe podcast instead of the bitter jurors podcast. The babe jurors. Uh, bitter babes. Yes. Bitter babes. <laughs> the bitter babes, yes. Um... So yeah, then Yara pulls it out, and then yeah. Sophie obliterates this puzzle in like no time flat. As always, what an incredible queen goddess legend! Challenge mm-hmm. performer. She's physical. She's mental. She can do puzzles. Uh, she she's a winner. Yes, two time winner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we watch the call just barely eke out a victory. Um, Nick is devastated, which we love. Uh, Michelle's safe, which we love. <laughs> and that's between Wendell and Yule, apparently. Well, before... The, are you guys aware... Have you seen these dev, uh, these screenshots of the Sophie Clark conspiracy about this challenge? Are these... Is it the shorts? Is this what we're talking about? It is the shorts. Michael, are you familiar? <laughs> yes, I'm familiar, unfortunately. <laughs> it seems... There's there's been a trick of editing where they want us to believe that the Yara tribe did this in one go or something like that. But it's so it's clear watching it like Sophie's shorts flicker on and off her body while she's (laughs) doing this. So at some point during this challenge, she took them off. Probably they're getting in the way, or they, I don't, I, I don't know what the reasoning is, but the, it's, it's very funny. Like I, I obviously didn't notice it watching it the first time, but when it was pointed out to me over Twitter, I was just like, I watching it the second time, you're like, yeah, she's like wearing shorts, she's in her bathing suit, shorts, bathing suit, shorts, 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 right. bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, I, it's weird. Like I didn't notice that, but this rewatch, I actually like thought to myself, there's no, like I don't think they did do it in one go because it's like. We only hear Jeff saying, like, oh, if this pulls off for them, it'll be a great move. But then when they do it, he doesn't say specifically, like, wow, yeah, they only did it in one go. They, like, pulled it off. So to me, I was like, okay, they definitely had to go back at least once. (laughs) But they wanted to, of course, play up the fact that Sophie is a strategic genius who definitely single-handedly pulled this off for them. I actually think that this is true. (laughs) (laughs) We could talk about it later after the tribal Yes. Uh, uh, any final cha- challenge thoughts, Michael, before we head on into uh, I just have a thought about, um, given that they they sort of set that all up to be like, oh, they did it in one go. I'm surprised we haven't seen that um, challenge element from, like, I think they started in Millennials versus Gen X, where they had the choices to make. You know, oh, I'm surprised yeah. we haven't seen that come back. Because, like, this would have been one that they could have really harped on that for, you know, like right. make the choice to go slow. You could do it in one go. But they... I forgot about that. It's like Pokemon. They give up these gimmicks just like that. They introduce them, then take them away from us. Yeah, that would be fun. And I think we're kind of out of the realm of them doing that now that we're going to be done with the tribes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll have the option to pay a fire token to X. Yeah, do it easier or... Uh 
puzzle with fewer pieces or something like that. Or maybe it's know. exactly the same, but you get like peanut butter at the end or something. <laughs> um, but shall we watch the Michele tribe do, <laughs> do their thing? Um, yeah, this is a very interestingly edited episode and this like scene specifically like just in terms of how like the music they were using i feel like everyone immediately noticed like something weird is going on with like the sound design something weird good i would say like i thought it was a fun change of pace i was very i loved the yeah when michelle michelle gets the confessional explaining her thought process uh we hear this amazing new background track for her specifically we've never heard it before and it is her music now um and so yeah it was great uh it was great right up at the top of the segment to hear you'll tell michelle that she has nothing to worry about it's not really me at ease (laughs) she's like you're right (laughs) also we have to talk about the the praying mantis imagery that they have going on like that was amazing as the Black Widow falls last week, the Praying Mantis rises. Mm-hmm. And we know what Praying Mantises do to their mates. That we do. And we know they are uh, they fetch a good amount of bells in Animal Crossing, too. So. Yeah, I should start catching them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great animal in- imagery. We love it. I'm glad they moved away from the bats, which was like their big thing. I feel like the first few Fiji seasons was bats everywhere. Um, now we're really branching out to like crabs and snakes Getting battling all on the, the beach. All the flora and fauna involved. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good stuff. I hope uh, and in the finale there is a sped up shot of a flower blooming um, as symbolism for Michelle's arc completion. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. She had a beautiful that's good, that's floral um, headband going on this episode. She's really changing it up. Yeah. <laughs> This, I think that, the, I mean, the story was really clear here. Wendell and Michelle talk really quickly. Wendell's like, we have to talk quickly because we have to, like, leave and go talk to the other people, whatever. And Wendell's like, and Michelle's like, yeah, I'll do whatever, like, to say it. And he's, like, really intense with her, yeah. uh, which is always a fun vibe, I think. Um <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's funny like he seems like really worked up and it's like yeah just knowing michelle like for sure is not going home on this drive was just like it's fun to watch her react to that kind of energy like oh yeah we definitely need to talk fast because they'll think both of us like yeah we both might be in trouble <laughs> yeah it was good um i'm sad though that nick like was is, hasn't even been brought up as an option yet but you know we'll take what we can get i guess michelle needs her goat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, do you think? Work. Yes. <laughs> Michael, do you think that there is a new school pregame alliance? So far, no winner from the '30s has been voted out. I mean, I don't know because Wendell and Nick, especially, don't seem like they have a ton of other connections with the new people. Like it seemed like they, well, besides Wendell, like Nick and Michelle didn't seem like they knew each other a whole lot when they got put together right yeah or... from... i don't know i, I don't think know. they clicked really pretty quickly i don't know so sam are you saying like uh are you like trying to ask about like do you think there's like some sort of like um conspiracy that the only reason you went home is because of an like pre-game alliances or something i think that that's been talked about and I, they definitely talked about it at tribal and you all sort of implied like it was mainly about wendell and michelle but i think that Nick is kind of included too. 
Um, I don't think it's like conspiratorial, but I think that it like probably is playing a part. And I mean, I think that we all assume that the old school players had an all three game alliance too. So I don't <laughs> right. really think it's bad, but it's just, it is every single, like the, the person who really splits new school from the old school was Natalie. And like, so at Natalie back is like obliterated now. Yeah. Oh, except, uh, Tony. Except Tyson. And Tyson and Denise and Sophie and uh, <laughs> so what I said doesn't make sense. But so it's, the, it's, it's, it's I guess Tyson is technically old school. He yeah. just won a newer season. It's okay. What I said wasn't true, um, <laughs> and I was I wasn't thinking clearly. Yeah, yeah but, it's more like uh, it's everyone pre Heroes versus Villains. Well, no, Rob. Yeah. Well, it's everyone before Sophie is gone, plus Natalie. Yeah, since Rob was 22, and then everyone before him. Yeah, there we go. We figured which, out numbers. Which, as we talked about at the beginning, isn't really as devastating to me as a lot of people <laughs> are trying to make it be. Like, the, there are still a lot of people on the season who I like a lot, so I'm not really mad about it. Yeah, I think, well, like to me, it's like not as devastating because it's like a lot of those people we have seen multiple times, like, and a lot of the people, like the only like. To me, Yule and Ethan, it's sad to lose them because, I mean, Ethan played in All-Stars, but not for very long, and that was so long ago. So, like, like those two and Danny, like, that, those suck because we haven't seen them in so long. But then it's, like, everyone else is like, yeah, we've seen Boston Rob a thousand times. We've seen Sandra a thousand times. Like, yeah. So it's more exciting to me to watch second-time players this time around, I think. Yeah. You would agree I, with that, Michael? <laughs> Yeah, even even Tony, who was on his for a heartbeat, you know. He <laughs> had to share a boot with Sierra Easton. And still at least, episode. like, you know, I'm still interested Gets in seeing too. Tony's doing week to week, whereas Sandra, I was more like, eh, you know, I love Sandra, but she's bringing me the same thing. Right. Yeah. I think there's much greatness to come in this merge. Uh, I'm excited. I, I mean, not to move past the tribal, we're on the talking point of what's going to happen going forward and how do we feel about everyone already gone. Uh, I think that this season's still great. And as I've already said, we've already been over this. I, it, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I just, I'm sad about Yule. Agreed. Yeah. Let's not to say people shouldn't be mourning the loss of these legends. We love these people. It would have been great if like the tables were turned. It was the other way around. We would also love that, but you know, these were the cards we were dealt, and fortunately, they're all pretty good cards. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Tribal... Yule, well, like, Yule tries to talk to Nick and Michelle about getting Wendell out. Yeah. And, like, he, I don't I, I don't really think that this fire tokens thing is why he was eliminated. Michelle and, like, they, try, they put it in, like... They try Michelle to play it up as, like, a... Yeah, like a Michaela thing. Yeah. Where, like, oh, shit, he's so smart, we have to get rid of him because of this one thing he said. Yeah, which I don't think really makes a difference. Um, and then Michelle and Nick are just like, okay, we get to decide. Yep. And so they land on poor Yule. It's, yeah. it's tough to tough to lose him. Do we think we'll ever see him again? No. 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 Yeah, it's like maybe if they had like pumped up his edit a lot more in the pre-emerge, like he started strong, but he like really went quiet for these last few episodes i feel like maybe if they tried to like play him up as like a big character maybe we would see him again as like ooh, here's this guy who came back and like 
everyone fell in love with him all over again, or fell in love with him more than they did the first time or something like that. Yep. But yeah, I agree. Um, Big in our yeah. hearts. Yes. <laughs> he, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think of like, what season would he be on? Right, like All like Winners what, Part what 2. What sort of All-Stars would he be on? Would it be an All Winners 2? Like, would it just be a generic All-Stars? I feel like we can always say Blood vs. Water, because allegedly they just called literally everyone okay, yeah. for Blood vs. Water. Yeah. <laughs> so you That's could see point. that. Yeah. Um, okay. You will playing with uh, Kat uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> they bring back Blood vs. Water. Um, I would love that. I love that. We haven't really talked about this with the other Edge people. What are do we think any we'll see any of these other people who have left already again? We kind Foster of talked about Sandra. Sandra, Parvati, probably always good bets to come back. I think that Tyson, like, will pl- like w- would play again, and like they seem to like him. So I think that he could be Tony. Oh, oh wait, Tony's still in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Just wishful thinking. Um, yes. I think that those Nat- are... Fun. Natalie, I feel like she'll always have an invite to come back. Yeah. yeah. CBS All-Star. Yeah, I think it's like Danny and Amber, probably Ethan. I mean, Ethan probably they would love to have back, but I don't know if he would come I back. Yeah. I think Ethan scared himself out of coming back. Yeah, especially if they're going to force him to do these horrible, strenuous things. Yeah. So sort uh, of the names that were already big names before this season are still the big names. Right. Um, yeah, I just I realized that we hadn't really talked about that because that's always something fun to think about. Is like, well, is this really the last we'll see of this person? But I think yeah, with like Yule, Ethan, I think this is probably sadly the last we got to see of them. But at least they get to stick around a little on our screens, even if we hate the thing that they're on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another thing. At the end of the Edge segment this week, Boston Rob was like. I'm the greatest player ever. And I'm glad we're going to get that confessional every episode following his elimination. Yeah. God. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, get into this tribal, which um, we had some pretty great lines in, I feel like. We had two pretty uh, iconic lines, I feel like. I think the biggest, the headline was, my sincerest apologies, Michelle Fitzgerald. Like, mm-hmm. I care about that- you and your future. Yes, that I would me, love to get a tattoo of that just all, right. all across my back over every single square inch of my body, just those <laughs> over and over. Do you again. want to dissect why it just works so well? Is it just because we hear her full name? Is it because it's like done in reverence to her? Um, is it it's the phrasing? A, it's a slight sarcasm, right? But the the fact that I don't read the sarcasm at all, I take it as a hundred percent true statement, right? That's why I, it's iconic. I also think it's um, really great that it comes right on the heels of Michelle's confessional talking about how she is proving every day that she deserved it last time and that she deserves it this time. Um, and so she, like, to hear Mich- like someone on the screen say, like, my sincerest apologies, Michelle Fitzgerald, is something that is, like, gratifying to me as a treating her so poorly for so long so it's great to hear someone like finally apologize to her for literally anything yeah it's what we want the fandom we want the fandom to say this to michelle as well (laughs) like everyone who ever said anything bad about michelle needs to give their sincerest apologies and yeah care about her and her future yes but let's get into like michelle he's apologizing because he like says something about how he like 
will move forward with anyone and like he will go with anyone who will like bring him further in the game and just like like Michelle feels like she doesn't matter basically mm-hmm. yeah and I think <laughs> there are some other weird like um Wendell like making some sort of faux pas where it was like uh, he said something about like correcting something Michelle said or something. I don't know. It was something weird. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, do you think they're playing that up for Yule to like make him feel safe, or is that just mm-hmm. truly just there's to that me, much tension between them? To me, it brings this bickering, like genuine bickering, to me, but not like I don't think it says anything about where their heads are at in the game. If that makes I, sense. I agree. I think it's genuine for a couple of reasons. One, like Michelle's reaction, facial like facial reaction to Jeff. Uh, like when Wendell says that thing about moving forward with anyone is very genuine and like is clearly like annoyed with what he's saying. And then also after they vote out, you'll Michelle's like it's fun to watch you squirm or whatever. Uh, like they I don't think that they like planned that out, but I think that they knew that they were gonna vote together, pretty much no matter what. Right. <laughs> Wendell, um, because to me, Wendell will always just like his only like shiny moment in his winning season was his funny con- like voting confessional. So I'm scared he's gonna start trying to like recreate that magic because in this one he just <laughs> says yeah. we thought or I thought we were cool, bro. <laughs> to you, <laughs> well, oh. and then he has this confessional for his when he votes out. He always says whatever you'll be missed or something like that. He says, you'll be on Edge of Extinction tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that part of it. I only paid attention to the, I thought we were cool, bro, but, oh, that's even worse. Full body cringe. It's one of the worst voting confessionals. It was rough. Wendell, it's time for you to put down the mic, I think. Michelle says, I love every single one of these boys. (laughs) Yay. Uh, And then you'll get the boot. Yeah. R.I.P. And then, did I see correctly, does he give a fire token to Sophie and a fire token to Sarah? Or Yes. King of being yeah. the first person to split the fire tokens between people. Um, yeah, I could just, like, hear him, like, looking off, like, looking to the camera person or whatever and just be like, can I give it to two different people? Like, because I don't think they clarified that, probably. Who knows? I, yeah, it probably says, like, I don't remember, but it says you may bequeath your fire token, blah blah blah. I'm glad they've right. stopped saying bequeath so many times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, another fire token for Sophie is another fire token for me. Yes. <laughs> Agree. Uh, uh, and then just we are at the preview for next week. Uh, normal merge chaos. Uh, yeah. people's names get thrown around: Nick, Wendell, Sophie, Adam. Uh, and we see Michelle and Jeremy link back up, and they're like, Yay. let's just go for Adam. Uh, <laughs> a lot of focus on Adam in this preview. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. I noticed there's no mention of Edge in the preview. Do you think oh. someone's coming back, or do you think they're going to wait on that? Oh, that's true. I don't know, because it's like, st- like Virgin at 11 is a small amount for them these days. So I feel like... and it. I mean, and just looking at the way they had that challenge set up, it looked like it was not for Edge. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Or the, how many the number of lanes there? in the challenge didn't look right for like the merge tribe or for the Edge people? For the Edge people, it looked like there was one for uh, all the people that were still on the merge, but not, mm-hmm. you know, how many people are on Edge right now? Nine, yeah. right? or eight, Nine. because Sandra's gone. 
eight, yeah. There was, I think, ten or eleven. Mm. I didn't look at the challenge, but, oh. I mean, they could have probably... I mean, I don't know what's ha- what they'll do, but, like, I just don't know when else they would have someone re-enter. So I guess I'm just, like, acting under the impression that I assume someone's coming back in next episode. But I agree. Like, they would... I feel like they would have hyped it up, but maybe the merge is a big enough hype and they want this to be, like, a more shocking moment. I don't know. I'm going to pull it up and watch and count how yeah. many there are. Yeah, while you're doing that, it's like, yeah, do we... I don't know. I've seen some people speculate they're bringing in, like, two people this, like, and then just not bringing in someone at the end, which I would way prefer. I would love that. Very uh, outcasts. Right. It's like, I would prefer that, but then it's like, I don't know if they would do that, because I feel like the appeal of Edge to production is, like, there's still even that hope at the very end of someone Chris Underwooding their way into the end or whatever. Yeah. Because then, yeah, it's like, if two people came in, there's more chances for those two people to be voted off. Yes. Plus, Which is if, not what they want. <laughs> even if they, like, even, even though they'll do, when any episode they do the edge challenge, and they'll still do an immunity challenge. So this could just be a shot of one of, like, whatever challenge, you know, the other one. Right. I don't know. Or maybe they switch since it's own. Yeah. Do we know how many it was? Uh, I well, I was trying to do it, and then CBS.com pulled up an advertisement for me. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> give fine. me another forty seconds. That's okay. Fine. Uh, let's start. To, I mean, we can start talking about what we think is going to happen. Yeah, like, I'm going to bring up merge. I have my notebook and my pen in my hand now because now I kind of want to like draw out who like. I feel like it's safe to say cops are us. Tony and Sarah are together, and then I feel mm-hmm. like. Sarah and Sophie have like really bonded, especially on this Yara tribe. So I think it's safe to say Sophie would like gravitate towards them because it's like Yule was like a big alliance for her and Nick and Wendell. I don't know how close she was to Nick and Wendell specifically, but those were that was a foursome. Yeah. So I don't know if she would rather link up with those two or go with Sarah over to Tony. I feel like she probably is good with Sarah now, especially if they're both going to get, like, fire tokens. And I feel like she... I don't know. Yeah, I think that she's with Sarah as, like, a duo right now. Right. And we think... Okay. Yeah. Oh, what's the number? Ooh. Eight. It's Edge, Eight. it looks like. So, yeah, that's the Edge challenge. So they just didn't even, like, say well, that's what was yeah. happening. <laughs> so someone comes back in. Uh, okay. Do you maybe think who it would be? I mean, it feels like it's Tyson, right? And, like, yeah. people, I know that, like, everyone thought it was Natalie, and people are mad that, they like, she's been shoved aside since Tyson's arrived. But, like, I feel like it's one of those two. I would say Tyson, maybe Parvati. Yeah, she's had a lot of, Parvati, like, Phoenix talk. I hope so. Yeah, and she had a lot of, I mean, we got a confessional from Ethan talking about Parvati as a person and as a player, which was a little unusual if she's going to be out of the game forever. True. If Parvati came back, I'd gag. I like I, it would just be yeah. that's. I mean, that's the ideal outcome of Edge of Extinction, right? Like Parvati comes incredible. back in the game, she'd come back and become a vote for Michelle again. Um, yeah, I like the sound of all of that. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm right there with you guys. I think Tyson. I agree. Natalie seems like the pick for a long time, but yeah, she's just become so irrelevant these last few episodes. Unless it's going to be, like, maybe Natalie so shockingly comes in this time, and then it's Tyson near the end or something. Or maybe they're doing, like, the two... Um, maybe they'll do, like, one man and one woman, since it's four and four. 
Could be. They can hmm. do anything. They <laughs> literally no rules. Um, um, other people who I think are, I mean, I think that like Michelle, Nick, and Wendell are probably pretty like locked in, and then Michelle yeah. and Jeremy probably still have a lot of trust from original tribe. Michelle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Then Jeremy and Denise. Yeah, and Kim, Kim I and feel Denise. like I feel like Kim has quite a few options because she had that connection with Sophie. It's like, will she maybe go with Sophie with Tony and Sarah? Like, would that become a foursome? Or would she rather stick with, like, Denise and Jeremy and stick with this, like, slightly larger alliance? Yeah. I think Ben will probably stick with Sarah and Sophie. Yeah. Or at least go with them, even if they're not. Sophie and Sarah probably don't care about Ben, but. Right. And then Adam. Probably at least put him in. Right. I feel like with Adam, it's like. His only connections were really with, like, Michelle and Ben. And she and is they, annoyed by him. <laughs> and they all hate him. It's like everyone who he was working with hates him, I guess. Maybe he's just going to be eliminated like that because <laughs> no one wants to work with him. I could see that. Yeah. The, my, the one thing that I would say against that is that they specifically call him out in the next time on. Um, so like, well, that's we've not... seen that happen before. For and sure. there are other I... names. There were, sure. Yeah, I think at least half the people got named on the next time on, so... Right. Yeah. Plus, there is the, always the chance that they just vote out whoever comes back from Edge, right? Ooh, you we know, can only hope. Big Brother is. <laughs> it's a revolving door. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's... I think, yeah, I think it's... Maybe the reason there's no clear Edge person because, it, like, on Edge... I mean, I maybe they just, like... Whoever goes comes back, leaves immediately or whatever, and they don't, like, absolutely run the table like both of the Edge returnees did last season. Right. Which I'm cool with. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this I feel like this is a very fun merge dynamic. Like, there's just a lot of different um, connective threads, and it doesn't feel like it's going to be ruled by original tribe lines, which is, I feel like, what usually happens... Like I at the beginning of the se- like season, I felt like Decal was gonna be like a new buy-on or whatever, where it was just like that tribe just decimates the other tribe. But I feel like it doesn't feel like that's not the vibe going into this merge. I yeah, like, I, think, I mean, yeah. I I drew this out sort of. I don't know. You probably two people can't see it on the video, but uh, but I essentially have all the Decal people on one side and all the Sele people on the other side, and mm. there's a lot of crisscrossing going on. Right. I think, yeah, it's, like, part of that is the fact that, like, obviously pre-game, like, relationships, but I think it's also because a lot of, like, the people left in the game didn't have super strong connections with, yeah. like, if that makes sense. Like, there's not, like, one big block that's still intact in this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've all taken hits. Yeah, um, I guess smaller. I guess something uh, I'll, I, I'll wait because it has the edgic elements of it. Um, so I, yeah, all of the like alliances and groups that we've seen, like the Poker Alliance and Yule's for some, um, like Parvati and Michelle were shown as such a strong pair. Like they've all like lost people. So it's cool that there's no like big thing, like you said. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this should be fun. So are we thinking Adam? If not Adam, who else are we eyeing for a merge boot? I could see Tony being such a huge target that, like, people just agree to take him out. 
Um, Denise is right there. Hello. How <laughs> how would anyone have eyes for Tony when Denise is there? <laughs> You're right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I could see Tony. Yeah. Um, it'd be, be funny. Healthy. So, yeah, I am I sort I was I'm sort very of worried the same her. thing and I didn't want to say it, but I agree. Her name does come up in the pre- in the next time on, which I don't like at all. Uh and I'm worried about it, but I don't I re- I really, really think she, yeah. I don't think she it'll be her. I, I'm like I'm like pinching myself. <laughs> right. Not her wood. It's not Sophie. Yeah. Uh, I'm just worried that she'll be the Kelly Kim of the season. You know. Yeah, I've seen that comparison to but I kind I, of feel yeah. like Yule is that. Like he had the he had like strong yeah. pre-merge content and then like but like not a not a lot uh and then went out. So Yeah. yeah. Hoping beyond hope <laughs> that that is true. Yeah, plus I feel like Kelly Kim had a lot more diff like her story to me didn't feel like a winning story like for a long time to me. Like it I don't know. Like I did, I was yeah. never super yeah, convinced yeah, yeah. Kelly was a winner, whereas with Sophie it feels like more winnery to me. Mm-hmm. Um, should we go into edic stuff? Oh yeah, since yeah, probably now that we're, since we're like talking about it. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, Michael, where can people find you? What do you want them to go do? Talk about your ideals. <laughs> um, I'm yes, Michael. Yes, everywhere. Um, I don't know. I I do tweet. I do Instagram stuff. Um, mostly just playing Animal Crossing these days. So if you you know want to see Animal Crossing screenshots, there you go. Um, <laughs> He's a smart and beautiful boy living in sunny Los Angeles. He's got amazing arms. Um, and you should go follow him. These are all true. And great hair. True. Thank you. And <laughs> an amazing hat. Yes, it's this nice like pale pink. We love it. Yeah, it's my my Who Weekly hat. It says I don't know her. I have oh, the same one. Wow, favorite Lala. <laughs> pods on pods. Um, so I'm Rain Derrick on Twitter as always. Um, follow me there. Once, yeah, like Michael, it's probably gonna be a lot of Animal Crossing screenshots for as far as the I can see for the foreseeable future. But who knows. I'm Sam Stanish everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. And what am I doing lately? Sort of just living in this these times, uh, <laughs> quote unquote, and uh, running and posting shirtless pics. Got to get mm-hmm. the word out there like I did last week. Um, I'm looking so good these days, honestly. It's shocking to me every time I look in the mirror. <laughs> well, it's not shocking to us. Plugging yeah, my own yeah. body. That's what plugs are for, right? Plugging your body. Um, um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, as always, I have another podcast called Word on the Straits that comes out every Thursday. Word on the Straits. In the shirt, yep. Derek is wearing our merch right now uh, who, that he designed. <laughs> and it is so funny. We're such a good podcast, just like this one, obviously, because you already have listened to me talk on this for an hour and 10 minutes so far. So, of course, you're going to want to come over and listen to me on another podcast where we normally go between an hour and to an hour and a half. Um, and we talk about straight culture and me and a bunch, me and my best friend talk to a guest and we pick a topic and it's very, very fun. Yes. All this is true. Great. Uh, Michael, tell us your thoughts on Edgic. 
Yeah. Okay. I love Michelle. That's my thoughts on Edge. <laughs> like, what does? How is Ed? So I don't. Um, I don't do Edge in the way that I, I. You know, I can read the charts and you know understand what they all mean, but I don't necessarily track it episode by episode like that. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I do try to like read what the Edge girls are saying and <laughs> try and figure it out. Um, yeah, that's but you're like familiar, and you're ha- more than happy to talk about it. Oh yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Right. Um. So I agree with you. I love Michelle Fitzgerald, and I feel like this was a great episode for her. I think, um, certain people on this podcast refuse to put her anywhere near ranking her as a potential winner. But I think this episode, you can't argue with the fact that she got her own damn theme music, even if you think. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, how? Yeah, about- she's probably a fallen angel she's probably a losing finalist whatever 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 it's still like you can't point at this you can't launch this episode and not be like okay but if she's not either of those things she's the winner like those are her only options she's not going out like mid-merge or anything like this episode was bad for her edit because she starts off saying i don't want to move forward with wendell in this game and then votes with him and votes out yule I mean, that could be setting up a future thing. And also, we got to literally hear her talk about, like, actually, here are my thoughts on why both of these people could go and how both of these situations work for me. And she ended up voting because we know, like, she had justification for both of them. And, like, this could be setting her up to just send him home next week as the merge boot. This... Also, again, the mantis. I feel like we're going to get another shot of an actual, like, the girl mantis eating the boy mantis when she votes out Wendell. That's what I'm waiting for. Michelle has had an amazing storyline that does not (laughs) put her on track to be the winner of this season. These two things are true, and I can't say enough how much that makes her completely out of my contender list, and we all already know this, but it it doesn't make sense to put her on the list. She's not going to win. She is my my top contender for this week, or, you know, past this first merge episode if sophie stays in after that first merge episode then sophie will be my top contender she is the top contender for my heart uh (laughs) she is the woman who lives in my soul and (laughs) i love her and will support her to the end of my days but we're talking about edric right um so anyway (laughs) let's talk about i think we can all agree sophie clark probably I think we can all agree is like either a winner or like we said, merge boot. We could see that where it's like, she's just playing amazing game, an amazing game. We just keep hearing all these great things about her from other players and from Jeff. Um, like to me, Sophie has been my top pick ever since I guess the first episode, honestly, like I guess Tyson kind of had like a, such an amazing first episode, but still it was like Sophie to me, like, has like had winner i don't know every time sophie is on the screen it feels like this is the thing they would be giving the winner like i completely agree yeah she's like giving tribe she gives tribe dynamics she uh, gives updates on her own game she gives updates on other people's games for us she like yeah i feel like to me sophie is like the number one with a bullet right now Uh, yeah yeah. everything that she's like she has the first confessional on the on the Yara tribe and she goes over the whole tribe and what's going on and then everything that follows that confirms what she said like she has the complete accurate read on how people feel about each other how people feel about her and like they present her in this position of power which is great yeah 
Agreed. Um, Oh, wait. And, oh, well, Michael, do you have more to add about that? No, no, I think you basically hit on everything. (laughs) Um, analysis will always, Sam. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much. Uh, And it definitely, it's, it's definitely unbiased and completely absolutely absolutely (laughs) okay but i do think to talk about the challenge editing with the pants i think that it is good for her edit that they like showed this slow and steady wins the race thing like and also i didn't think about Mm -hmm. this until michael said it earlier but they they did have jeff talk about how they did it in one go just like Sophie did it on her first time, right. uh, which I think could mean that, I mean, this is all like tin hat stuff, but like maybe she's up against people who played multiple times or won on the second time in the final travel count. <laughs> and she wins, uh, even if just like she won on her first time. Right. <laughs> we could see that. Um, no, yeah, I 100% agree. I think you always have to be paying attention to like the challenges. I think sometimes those can kind of be red herrings or they can be just something that has to be shown to make a story make sense. Like Sandra, obviously we know she's bad at challenges or like Michelle's swap episode in Co Wrong. She like fucked up that challenge, uh, but we still got to see her recover from it. So, but I think this was a great thing among other great things for Sophie's edit was just, like you said, the slow and steady wins the race. Cause so far, Sophie hasn't had, like, a big move we can point to, but it's, like, she's playing a good game so far. Except taking out Boston think- Rob. Right. That's true. What do we think about Jeff? You know, when that whole immunity idol thing was happening, when Jeff said he liked that from Sophie? He already that praised was- her uh, prediction skills with the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, Jeff loves Sophie, apparently. Yeah. 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 Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And I yeah. think that, like... Sophie fucking around with Jeff is a great callback to her winning season. Uh, she doesn't like she just hates production and she doesn't agree with Jeff uh, and just like makes you know it's it's, it's all Sophie Clark uh, vibes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think Sophie is doing well. I think Tony is someone else like we said who's on uh, everyone's radar. But I think once again this episode, speaking of how Sophie like. The edit reaffirms everything Sophie's saying. Like this, this episode, like we talked about, it's like contradicting it. Tony, everything Tony said about his tribe. Um, like we said about like Kim, where Kim is at, um, Denise's situation in the game. Like we just hear everyone saying Tony is wrong. Um, yeah, so I, I think, think that. Well, this is what I wanted to say earlier. Like, I think that people who have good winter edits and then they start to show flaws in them sometimes are merge boots. And so I think that that's another reason why I like Tony could be this next episode boot. Just like mm-hmm. I said, the fat thing earlier, because that also makes sense. But I think that uh, he's a huge threat and like, we're starting to see flaws in what used to be like a good edit. So I think that he could go home and I agree. Like, like it's just, it's gotten, it's gotten worse and worse. Like he he started off so strong in like the earlier episodes and now it's like sort of tanking. Yeah. I agree Michael, how do you feel about t- team TV? <laughs> yeah. I, I think Tony is either not long for this world or losing finalists. I mean, ah, I, see it, I would I, right now, if you had to ask me who, who's in the final three, maybe like Sophie, Michelle. And then that last spot is like Adam and, or Tony. Ah, I can see that. Because um, if Michelle isn't winning, right, she's, you know, still in the finale. And I I would guess final three. And if we take Sophie to be winning, then that last spot is probably like a Adam or a Tony, right? Yeah, I could see that. 
Um, Sophie and Michelle sitting on day 39 together? Yes. <sighs> wow, they still haven't <laughs> even met in this, on the beach yet. I'm so oh excited. It's going right. to be so great. Two queens, yes. I, I mean, I said this in multiple group chats this morning, but these <laughs> this episode did set up going into the merge that Sophie is the social centerpiece of the Yara tribe. Denise and Kim are, like, sort of the center like power of that tribe and then Michelle is like the also like the fourth centerpiece. Like it's it's yes. everything I want yeah. out of this season. <laughs> I can't elements. imagine being mad about what I just said. Right. The only thing that would be better is if we get Parvati come back from Edge next week and is yes. the next centerpiece of Black Widow yeah. 2.0. Black Widow 2.0. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um I yeah, I love all of this. <laughs> Um, yeah, speaking of Kim and Denise, I feel like they had a good episode, even though, like, their edits have been very quiet so far, but this episode was a good one for them, just because we got, like, an update of where they are at now and where they see themselves going in the future, which mm-hmm. is nice, and, um, yeah, I feel like those two have kind of separated from maybe the rest of the group in a way. Those two and Jeremy, I guess, um, have pretty good edits, especially in comparison to, like, You've got your Wendells and Adams who are like outright negative. Um, you've got Nick, uh, who's like not was, there. Yeah, he's like only relevant when it's like time to vote, um, or, or when they're talking about Tyson. That's the only time it's relevant to talk about Nick. Right. Or Sarah, to me, who feels like a secondary character to other people's stories. Same with Ben. Yeah. Yeah, Ben too. Ben is like kind of leans into character sometimes in the Adam yeah. Wendell camp, but it's Especially not really this as week. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Sophie and Michelle, joint winners. <laughs> it's happening. Hey, this was pointed out, um, I believe, by our friend Daniel, uh, but or maybe not. I forget. Anyway, there's a jury of 16, so it could feasibly <laughs> split. Or Yeah, jury of 16. So it could, could split tie. between two, and then... Yeah. Adam plays the vote. Adam votes for Sarah, or Sophie, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see this. Oh, I love this. <laughs> that sounds like the best season ever. As close to a dual crowning as we're going to get. Yes. <laughs> and maybe that's why Wendell, maybe they showed us Wendell saying, Michelle did pretty good, I did pretty good too, comparing them, and there's going to be Ooh. another tie. <laughs> and yeah, I love this. Oh, wow. My conspiracy well, goes so deep. Well, Magic but, doesn't mean everything that happens on screen for yeah. next to the future. Person. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm actually, so, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they haven't brought up Wendell's, the circumstances around Wendell's win yet. Yeah, they haven't right. mentioned Dom at all, right? Right, yeah. Who? So who's, who have we gotten like a flashback of their winning season? Because Michelle got one. I feel like they only, they only did flashbacks in, like, the first episode or two, um, and I don't really remember who had them. I probably still have them written down, actually, from my notes from that first episode. Yeah. But Shell, for sure, we got the Yule, shot. Yule did. Yeah, Yule got some. Um, Shell specifically was her, win, like, w- her moment of winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think who else. Tony, I think. Did he? I can't. I think no. Natalie did for sure. I feel like Natalie that was did. Yeah. Getting the mm-hmm. first boot was like them kind of setting up her past season. Um, 
yeah, I, I can't find it right now, but I think it was like a lot of people who actually ended up going kind of early got those like flashbacks. And Michelle. Plus the winner, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how much we should read into flashbacks, I guess. I guess it just depends on what kind of story we think they want to tell. It's yeah, like, I mean, we... Michelle's is definitely very relevant to her story. Right. Like, that but... makes sense that they would want to show her winning season because we get a lot about it. Yeah, and like I said, I don't think that Sophie not getting one is bad for her. Uh, I yeah. said this last time that, like, I don't think they want people to remember Coach losing. And I think that they're doing a good enough job, like, making references to her winning season without that. Like, with the Jeff stuff and with her blurred, blurred fuck. Like, these are all, like, Sophie's <laughs> big moments from her first season that, like, they're doing again. But, like, also with all this extra stuff thrown in because she's going to win again. <laughs> I like how, yeah. Sounds right to me. Yeah, let's just hope yeah. she can make it through this merge boot, and then I'll be, like, fully confident in myself. <laughs> right, yeah, it'll be interesting. Plus, I feel like the whoever comes back from Edge is just going to have such a huge impact on, like, how the vote even goes, I guess. Because it's, like, if it's someone, like we said, like, who's going to just be instantly thrown back out, it's, like, that just changes, I don't know. A lot. I'm kind of feeling to- good about Tyson coming back now. Yeah. Tyson links up with Nick. Nick and Wendell link up with Michelle. Michelle, Jeremy, and Denise link up with Kim, and they all vote out Tony or Adam. Sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like Tanache said, bad bitches link up. Yes. It was a prophecy, as it was foretold. The bad bitches link up. All the bad bitches link up. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, any other edgy thoughts before we um, sign off? No, I mean, most of what I had is about Adam and Tony's edits burying them, and then Michelle and Sophie's, like, on the lines. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, so, we already kind of talked about, yeah, Michael, how you were feeling about this season. Uh, how are you... Like, what are you looking forward to this season going forward? Not even, like, edgically. Just, like, what are you excited to watch happen in Winners at War going forward? I want to see a Michelle's story the most. Mm. Um, obviously, Sophie's story. But I'm also, also very excited to see Denise's story. Because she seems like she's really shaping up to be a character by now. But given last week and then this week she got so much content of talking about her tribe, I'm really excited to see her, like, really blossom and, mm-hmm. you know be the winner that we all love so much yes <laughs> just maybe not of this season just you know a good player maybe. the title yeah. of winner doesn't go away she's always gonna be a winner okay. yeah that's true yeah. yeah but i want i want to see her be a major character in determining the votes maybe that's the yeah. Way I yeah i think that i mean like i those four women I mentioned, like, leading their different tribes, I do think we're heading towards, I mean, as always, this is what I put out into the universe, I do think that, like, it's going to be a female-run game. I hope that ends up being mm-hmm. true. Uh, it seems that way so far. Well, it seems like it's set up that way so far. A lot of women have gone out already. Right. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, it was. it's not like a Millennials versus Gen X where it's like we go into the merge with so few women that it just can't happen. Whereas with this one, it's like, I feel like once if you lose just enough women to get the women to like defensively come together, 
then that's like a good spot to be in. Right. Like, Especially since it seems like a lot of the women are more or less have men protecting them. Like Michelle yeah. has Wendell. In front of her, right. Yeah. Kim has Tony in front of her. So Sophie has Ben and Adam in front of her. Sarah has Tony in front of her. You know, there's right. a lot of that sort of placement going on. Yeah. Plus mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the women all have connections to each other. So I, yes. that's sort of what I'm seeing and that's what I want to see. Uh, like I agree. I I mean that I want to see more from Denise. I think that she's so fun anytime she's given focus. Uh, as all as I said before, I'm very excited for Sophie, Kim, and Denise to be on a beach together at last. Uh, that's mm-hmm. gonna be so awesome. I have wanted it and begged for it for so long, and it's finally actually happening. And I didn't know it was gonna happen, even though they were all in the same season. Like one of them <laughs> could have gone home at any of these points, and they didn't. Right. And their like their dynamic is already like sort of set up. So yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, it's not like we're gonna see them like it doesn't seem like we'll be seeing them on opposite sides of the vote anytime soon, really. Like I feel like they all are kind of on the same page, we hope. <laughs> so yeah. Exciting stuff. Good yeah. season so far. Good season, Hopefully. great episode. Yes. Yep. Uh okay. Is that yeah, all for today. all for this? That's all she wrote. Okay. Uh, shall we replug? Yes. Michael, go ahead. Yes, Michael, yes. Everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. Not Animal Crossing, but, you know. <laughs> still there. If you, want, if you want to friend me on Animal Crossing, you can find my Switch code. It's easy. <laughs> yes. It's a lovely island. Some great villagers on there. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm Rain Derricks, as always, on Twitter. R-E-I-N-D-E-E-R-E-K-S. Um, yeah. Sam Stanish, Instagram, Twitter, Word on the Straits podcast. Very good. Uh, long, long backlog of episodes if you're looking for something to do in quarantine. Yes. Oh, true. and uh, I should have mentioned this before. I, pod- I If you subscribe to this podcast, you already know, but I released a podcast talking about the Survivor Maryland March Madness bracket. Uh, yeah. Survivor Maryland, great show. It was great to talk to Austin Trapp about uh, the fun tournament that he put together by the time this episode comes out it'll be over we are in the finals right now uh neither of the people i wanted to advance to the final two <laughs> advance but i still love the people who made it uh and it's holly versus chris thomas both great characters uh both played in the all-star season it's very fun and it's still going back and forth it's still 50 50 on who's gonna win so that's exciting nice Alrighty. um Sam, do you want to try it? <laughs> what was our outro attempt last week? I don't even, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> We're really bad at this. We'll get it figured out someday, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll probably, we'll probably just add a fade out at some point to our conversation. And we maybe we won't even have a hard out. We'll just slowly descend in volume until uh, it's time to end the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just like fade. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Or like end on like a joke, like a laugh track or something. And then like. The credits roll but we're still like miming as if we're talking to each other which doesn't really translate to audio but we could figure True. something out <laughs> i oh wait we're recording this on a day where i can ask this question michael quick drag race thoughts how do you feel oh yeah yeah, yeah. last night's episode was so boring <laughs> i was falling asleep watching it i could not i just don't i just didn't yeah. care acting challenges are just not fun and they, 
they're funny to me because they're so stupid. Like they make me laugh because I'm like, wow, they really someone wrote this and they're like, this will be funny, right? <laughs> but then RuPaul tries to lie to us and say like, you know, the t- the six of you all did an amazing job. You were all no. professional actors. No, no. <laughs> bad challenge, yeah. bad lip sync, great cast. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love Heidi, but yeah, the lip sync was she was clearly better. But it still wasn't like a barn burner or anything. Like I wasn't like thrilled by it. I feel like the lip syncs ever since the first two, which were really good, have just been very mediocre. I was also, I mean, I love I love Miss Kim Petras, but I was hoping for actual, you know, like I mean, I, motivation wouldn't have been out when they filmed. Yeah, this, that would have been fun. At least the fifth harmony song. So maybe yeah, no right there. It, I agree. Work from yeah. home could have been a great. Uh, Lip sync. Anyway, Is yeah, that the one I'm, where they're like um, hitting things, with banging the on the uh, like the yeah. ma- the machine. It's like a combine or something. <laughs> yes. Great. Um. Yeah. Okay. We did it. We did it. Yes. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>